Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey there, welcome again. It's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski. They call me the Breeze, and I got Mike Kapler with me. He's the Cap, and getting together for our weekly discussion about the grace of God, His uh, unconditional love, and the fellowship that we have with Him freely, all because He has done everything that's necessary for us to have that relationship with Him. It's a good thing that He's done. Uh, it's good news all the way around. So here we are again, Cap. How you doing this week? Doing good, Joel. Looking forward to our discussion again today. I know... Uh these programs go by pretty quickly, and it's just a, it's a blessing to be able to uh, communicate with you this good news of, of Jesus Christ and to try to purge out a lot of the religion that many of us have been brought up with. And that's really kind of what we're, what we're about, is helping people to understand what the true gospel is. Not that we have a patent on it, but there's a lot of stuff out there in, in the religious world and in many churches that are really missing the mark. And that's why I think you see a lot of people run from religion, run from God, mm -hmm. run from church, because of the misunderstandings that are being communicated out there. So we, we hope to be able to come across with some things that will uh, open up our minds and our eyes and find out that there really is good news for all of us. Yeah, it is, it is really good news. Cap, you said this program goes by quickly, and, and you're right. And in this day and age with, you know, this is an MP3 that people download. So if, the, if they don't want it to go by so quickly, if they got special software in their computer, they just listen to it slow. And this could be a half-hour program. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're, sorry. What are you talking about? I don't about? think you were ready for that. We, you were all serious and stuff, which I was too when we started. And then all of a sudden I throw that in. But anyway. It was a curveball, man. I, I swung and missed that one, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's my timing as the pitcher, too. But anyway, uh, morality. Cap, would you call yourself a moral person? <laughs> kind of, would you say, moron, well, more moron. I came to Christ and now I live this life of, of all these great Christian values of, of morality I've got this high bar that I've set that I strive to keep, that kind of thing. Would you consider yourself, Cap, <laughs> with, with what you know after all these years of being in this thing called the Christian life? Would you consider yourself uh, to be living like that? Well, there was a day where um, if somebody had given me a survey to fill out and asked me that question, I probably would have said yes, you know, because I would have figured they're grading on a curve and I'm, I'm a pretty moral person compared to everybody else. That's how I would have looked at it. And, you know, when I became a Christian as a young person and throughout many of my years in, in churches and Christian circles, uh, and I do mean going around in circles, uh, <laughs> it came across to me like, okay, now that you're a, a believer, it is our goal to live up to a, you know, a certain standard that would be pleasing to God and he'll help you do it. But uh, it's, you know, there was so much responsibility and of course we all failed. We all got frustrated felt the guilt, felt the condemnation, tried to start over again, and then we just found ourselves doing it the same thing and going around in circles. So to answer your question now, no, well, no. I mean, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people just think we should, we should live by good morals or good Christian morals, 
And that's not what we should be living by, and this is what we want to talk about here for the next program or two, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're not to be living by <clears throat> good Christian morals. Not, and here's a, here's a big one. We're not even necessarily living by the Bible. We're living by the life of Christ in us. Mm -hmm. That's what we're living by. Yeah, now, now stick with us through this. I mean, uh, perhaps you're a new listener, or perhaps, you know, somebody gave you this to listen to and wanted you to hear it, and just stick with us, because, you know, what we're saying might sound a bit shocking to some people, it might sound just like we're totally way out there, or way off the mark, but just, you know, listen and hang in there with us, and, and we'll explain what we're talking about here, because it does sound to the religiously trained mind or to the traditional mind uh, mindset in the church morals is what it's all about and and uh, striving to to live up to this high standard but here's what we're talking about and cap you, you did hit it on the head you said it's it's not that we are out there trying to live this life but it's the Christ life it, it's Christ himself who, who lives in us and through us and, and there's several different biblical references that we can get to here but like you say and that and, and I think it's, it's such an important thing that it's not the Bible that we live by the Bible is wonderful it's got it's it's got the the you know great things for us to read and to know and to understand but the Bible is words on a page compared to the very life of the Word of God, Jesus Christ. He is the Word of God. He himself is our life. You know, Galatians says that, that Christ is our life. And so we find out about this Christ in the Bible. We find out about who we are and what, we're, what we are created for and how God works on us and, and so on and so forth in the pages of the Bible. So we're not knocking the Bible. We're not putting the Bible down at all. We love the Bible. We love reading the Bible. It's, it's become a joy. I know uh, we've talked about this before. It's become a joy for us to read the Bible, whereas before it was kind of a downer because it was always bad news to us. But with the gospel and knowing that it's not about us, but it's about the life of Christ, I know that's helped me tremendously in my life, Cap. Well, absolutely, and uh, I think one passage of Scripture that we definitely want to hit on here is in, in John chapter 15. If you've been listening to us for a while, you, you've heard it before. Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me... You can do nothing. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, isn't that something else? It, it takes the pressure off of us to, to live the Christian life. And Christ himself, you know, the one who through whom all things are created, the one who created us and who lives in us, he says, here, I, you know, the life that you have is, is found in me. You're a branch, and, and if you just think about either a grapevine with branches on it, or a tree with branches on it, or that type of, of a plant, the branches have no life in and of themselves. Like, like Jesus says, the branches can do nothing in and of themselves, but since they abide in the vine or in the trunk of the tree, and the, the roots go down into the ground, the life is found in the vine. And then uh, that life flows through to the branches. And so, you know, the branches don't even produce fruit. <laughs> you know, in the, the Christian life, we all we have this desire 
as Christians. It's it's a God-given desire to bear fruit, to do good things, to help other people, to serve, to all these things. We we have desires that are that are naturally in us, supernaturally in us. The thing that we've got to remember is that it's not us who does the work to produce the fruit, but the vine itself produces the fruit. And where the branches, his life comes into us, and we get the joy and the pleasure of, of partaking in the life of the vine and bearing the fruit that he produces. You know, um, we've used the illustration before, and I, I think we have to you know give credit for getting the illustration from um, Steve McVeigh, and that is uh, going back to the garden, the two trees, the, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because here in John 15, Jesus just said, I'm the tree. You guys are the branches. You, 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 we're branches. He's the tree. And under the old covenant, and we're not even really under the old covenant, but back in Genesis, back at the beginning with Adam and Eve, there's this representation of the two trees, uh, the, the tree of life uh, being symbolic or representing Jesus Christ, who, who is life. Uh, read all through the New Testament and find out that Jesus is life. He's, he's the representative of, of the tree of, of life. And uh, then there's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And uh, that's the, the, the knowledge of good and evil. All right? So that, that's something important to realize. You had the tree of morality, the knowledge of good and evil, or right and wrong, and the tree of life. And what God always intended for mankind, his hope, uh, his desire, was for us to live by the tree of life and, and not by the knowledge of good and evil because when the, now you're, you're getting into this morality stuff again and that's not where God wanted us to go. Mm -hmm. Man, can that be some revolutionary stuff in the life of a Christian when they come to that understanding? <laughs> you know, it, because it, it is in, in so many circles, as you say. There are people are run, are running around in circles trying to get this morality thing right, trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong, and trying to live by that. And there is such a thing as right and wrong, and there are things that obviously... We don't want to go out and do, because they weren't what we were created to do. They, they, they aren't representative of the uh, set-apart people that we are, the holy people that we are. But trying to live by this code, this moral code, as you say, Cap, isn't what we were created for. That was the choice that led to all the problems <laughs> when Adam ate from that tree. All, all God wanted was for him to eat from the tree of life. That's what we've been joined back together with uh, through Christ, the tree of life. And so now the problem with, with us, with humans, wasn't that we were bad. The problem was that we had chosen the knowledge of good and bad, the knowledge of good and evil instead of the tree of life. And so uh, as uh, it talks about in Genesis, we died and we needed to be made alive together again with Christ. In other words, we need to get back to the tree of life and get away from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So that's, you know, just some good stuff to remember as you live your uh, daily life in Christ, knowing that it's, it's him and his life and not our own. Yeah, his, his supernatural, miraculous life in us, living by that instead of trying to keep a moral code that you can't keep, all right? Trying to avoid the evil and trying to do the good, that's what we've been delivered from. 
ever since we ate from the wrong tree. You know, that knowledge of good and evil on that tree, God didn't just tell them to uh, eat from the good branches. He told them to stay away from the tree altogether. So the tree of life, God's life in us through Jesus Christ, flowing through us, living in that. Joel, this is such a different way of thinking. I know there are people out there who aren't getting it. It's a completely different paradigm than what I was taught all of my Christian life. It's just such a a different, it's not just a different view, a different opinion. It's not even a different doctrine. It's a completely different way of thinking. It's Mm -hmm. it's an entirely different paradigm. And uh, I just, uh, my prayer is that the people will be able to, to grasp this and then walk and live in it. Yeah, me too. And it's you know it it is kind of a a mystical kind of life. It's 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 supernatural. It's perhaps a mystery that the natural mind can't necessarily comprehend. Uh, it is as you say. It's something just com- on a completely different paradigm. You know, it's a completely different way of thinking. And, and so since it is no longer about our morality, our sense of right and wrong, our sense of morality then what is it about as we've said it's about the life of christ in us and so i think that's what we'll have to do uh, in our next program we'll move on to talking about that this life the life of christ that we abide in the true vine the tree of life we'll talk more about that next week right here on growing in grace and how the christian life is no longer lived by us but is only lived by the only one who could ever live it and that's jesus christ himself This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.